Welcome back, friends, to another episode of His Beautiful Mess. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I have had a lot of stuff on my brain, always, but lately it's been about the word joy. I've had this friend of mine, she's been a best friend of mine for over a couple of decades, is where we'll go with that. And she keeps telling me, Tam, you have to find your joy. What brings you joy? And I don't know why, but that is a very hard concept for me. Maybe it's the way I was brought up. Maybe it's the things that happened in my life as I was growing up, my childhood. Um, But you would think that's so much further away than my adulthood life is that that would not be an issue. I should still be able to find joy and what brings me joy. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I have no clue. If I'm being honest, I have no clue what brings me joy. I, I get happy, of course, and I am excited about things. And my kids bring me such joy. They really do. But I didn't know it was joy. I just classified it as happiness. I didn't realize that there was actually a difference between the word happiness and joy until I started going, God, why don't I have any joy? And I know circumstances are one thing because Lord have mercy have I had a lot of circumstances this year I'm not alone every single person I know has went through something big this year or lots of little things that are just overwhelming but in the last couple months between health issues for myself for for all of my children um, from my husband and his work and the vehicles breaking down and our air conditioners totally stopping and just fill in the blanks. Those are circumstances, right? But I have had great loss. I have lost friends. I have lost, we had to put down our, our dog, which I've had, we had him almost 11 years and he was about 13 years old. And that was the hardest, hardest thing I've ever had to do. So for any of you out there who have ever had to put down a dog, an animal of any kind, a cat, and if you are still in the process of, of any of that, just know my heart is with you because that He was like my other baby. So there were all these different things that were happening to us, but specifically the health issues were just dragging us down. And then it was just bad news after bad news after bad news. And I was in the car one day with my daughter, totally random, okay? We were in the car and they were giving away Thomas Rhett tickets. I'm a country music fan. Love my Christian music, but I am a country music fan, raised and braised on it. So when they were giving away these tickets, I really wanted to go. Like, I really wanted to go. But we had nothing in the budget. Nothing in the budget to be able to make that happen. So my daughter and I started that weekend of trying to win contest tickets. And her boyfriend was in town, and he was like, you have a better chance of winning the lottery, I think. But we tried and we tried and Sunday afternoon still had one. The concert was like that, that Thursday coming up. And I was like in the car alone with her. And I said, God, this has been a really sucky season. Sorry. There's no other word for it. I need a glimpse of joy because it is just one thing after another after another to the point people I know are like, I don't even know how to pray for you because there's so many things that are going wrong. 
so I said, God, I just need a moment of joy. I want to win these tickets. I want to win them. I would like you to gift me these tickets in my hand for me to win. My daughter kind of looked at me like, are you okay, mom? <laughs> and I was like, I just need this. I need this. Well, newsflash, I didn't win. Monday morning, my car had died and thankfully her boyfriend was in town so he could help us shoulder around kids and everything that we needed to do. He helped me as we were driving to the same meeting point to drop off my vehicle. I had just taken my daughter to school and was in the car and here they go announcing, 10th caller, win Thomas Rhett tickets. I pick up my phone, just like we had done all weekend, started to call and I'm like, I'm not gonna win. Why would I even bother calling? I'm not gonna win. Well, I did ask God. So if I ask God, I've gotta give something. I won't know unless I've tried. I've gotta try, I've, I've just gotta try. So I dial the number. I'm waiting to, for it to say, thanks for calling, you're not the right number. Hey, who is this? This is Tammy. In the back of my mind, I'm like, this is new. They don't usually ask all this information, okay. What are you doing on Thursday night? In a moment. No way! Are you kidding me? I won the tickets. I was like a teenager on the phone in octaves I have not heard in years. So excited. I won tickets to see Thomas Rhett in concert to just have a moment of joy in the midst of all the chaos that was surrounding me. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was even better actually when they came to pick me up and her boyfriend looks at me, he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. You know, I can tell by your face something's up. And I'm like, nothing's wrong, but what are you doing on Thursday night? It, and my daughter just was giddy. She's like, are you serious? So I had a moment of joy. I had asked God for joy and he delivered the joy. I was so excited. I was so excited. And then I was like, okay, so this is joy. This is awesome. We got prepared for the concert. We were, I was on cloud nine. Now I felt horrible. The day of the concert, I was just like, I don't know if I can go. Like physically, all the, the things going on with the anemia, the side effects, I was like barely able to get out of bed. But I said, nope, won those tickets, I'm gonna go. And neither one of us really felt like driving that over an hour to get to this concert. So we have this train commuter system that's set up not too far from our house. And we got online and we were able to get free rides on the train. There was this promo. So I was getting a free concert. I was getting to go there for free. This was like awesome. So we get to the concert, have a blast, a blast. I did not realize how much I needed to just sit relax, be, and enjoy something. That was the first time in years that I sat down for over two hours doing nothing but just enjoying the experience. It wasn't daunting. There wasn't someone needing me. It was just pure joy. And I loved it. Every single moment of it, I loved it. And as he goes to leave, he actually plays over the, the time that we were supposed to get out. There's only one train left. So like, there were a lot of people on the train when we came. There were a lot 
of people on that train rail waiting to get on this train. I'm talking at least over 200 people. There was a lot. And we're all sitting there and all of us are reliving the concert and we're like in this really giddy mood. And then the person who works at this center said, hey, just letting y'all know, the trains have stopped for the night. They'll take you to X location, but they're not gonna take you all the way back to where you got on at your vehicles. They're not going all the way. In a moment, sheer joy went to sheer panic. I could not understand how we were going to get there. It's after 1130 at night. What are we going to do? How am I going to get my daughter and I from wherever they drop us to where our car is? And my head was spinning. But it wasn't just me. There were 200 of us minimum that were all freaking out, trying to figure it out, what we were gonna do. People are calling Ubers, so the Ubers are gone. Like, there's no way you can get an Uber at this point with this many people that are putting them on their phone. Oh, gotta ride, gotta ride, gotta ride. And I'm just sitting here praying, and I'm talking to another couple, and I'm like, with this many of us, surely they'll have to go all the way, surely. And again, the person at the event center just confirmed, nope, they're not gonna do that. This isn't a special event. So we were all concerned, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? How is this going to work? When the train pulls up, they don't come all the way to where all of us are located. They park much further down. So now sheer panic has intensified as everyone's like, last train of the night, the only way out of here to get to wherever they're going to drop us, we got to book it. And everybody starts running. Now on this train, there's only three doors. So there's a rear, a middle, and a front. My daughter has a hurt foot. She had been hurt since the since May. And I looked at her and I'm like, can you run? She was like, I will try. So I grab her hand and we sprint. We go around the people at the last two doors to get to the front. Because I'm thinking everybody else is just going to go to the first opening. We're going up to the front. I'm making sure we get on. So we go around a big group of people. And the conductor's eyes are just like saucers. He is what is going on? What is this? Oh my goodness. They've got their walkie talkies out. We get on the train and we sit down and I'm like, I've got to talk to this conductor. I've got to make sure that all these people get where we need. Uh, We for sure, but all these people are feeling the same thing. There's got to be something that we can do. I mean, maybe one person not, but 200, there have to be a way. So we go forward. They start rolling, can't find the conductor. And I'm kind of having that moment of, where your heart's beating out of your chest because I have no idea what to do. So finally, I'm talking to another couple across from us and she said, nope, I made sure they're gonna take us all the way. And I'm like, are you sure? Because they have not announced it. At this point, we've already went to a couple of stops. We haven't made it to the final destination, but we went to a couple of stops. Nope, I made sure they're gonna take us all the way. And the conductor goes back and forth. He won't talk to anybody. There's no announcements being done. We get to the stop where they say, everybody's got to get off. And we just sit there. And we just kind of like, we're going to lock arms. We're not getting off. We're going to make sure we get where we need to go. And then this lady gets off and she sees about 12 of us in the front car not moving. And she gets off and then she kind of looks and she comes back and she goes, is it going further? And we're like, yep, it's going further. And the conductor looks at her. The first time I'd heard it, in the 25 minutes that we've been on this train, this train, yeah, we're going all the way. <sighs> At that moment, 
I could take a deep breath. I could relax because the person in charge was telling me, nope, we're taking you all the way through. We're good. (sighs) It was awesome. It was awesome. But what I had realized, and I looked at my daughter at that moment, and I said, we're not happy anymore. Our joy was taken away in an instant because of our circumstances. We were on cloud nine about this concert. We were having the time of our lives and we allowed it to change because somebody said, this isn't going to happen and fear set in. It was horrible. And I was actually kind of mad at that point when I realized that I wasn't talking more about the night that we had had, the singing, the dancing, the laughing and all that other fun. I was more focused on the circumstances on that train, the circumstances that led me to possibly not getting there. Instead of enjoying what had occurred, I was worried about what might happen. When we finally got into our car, I just looked at her and I said, nope, this night's not getting ruined. So we found Thomas Rhett Station on Spotify, blasted it, and just drove home singing at the top of our lungs, trying to recount that joy and to get it back because it was really difficult. And I was like, gosh, isn't that just how it usually works? The enemy's always trying to take away my joy. Maybe that's why I don't know when I have it because the minute I get it, it gets taken away from me. Do you know that joy is mentioned over 430 times in the Bible? While happy or happiness, depending on your translation, is only mentioned 10. Why is that? I mean, I know that happiness and joy are synonyms for each other, right? But it got me thinking, joy is difficult because joy is actually a fruit that gets cultivated by the Spirit. If you go to your Bibles and you look in Galatian, it's in the fruit of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what we need to strive for. That's why the enemy wants to take my joy away because it's a gift from God. Happiness is based on my circumstances. My joy comes from the spirit. It doesn't depend on my circumstances. That's why every time I looked in the Bible and I started looking this up, the first one was in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the next verse, when we flipped over to 2 Corinthians, verse 6, chapter 6, verse 10, it says right here, our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. I go to another verse to talk about joy, and this is in 2 Corinthians as well, verse 8, chapter 8, verse 2. And it says, there are, they are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. Then I went to another one. And this one is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 
verse 6. So you received this message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. Oh my goodness. Every time joy is mentioned, it's in the middle of a trial. Every single time. Now there's a couple in here that says my joy comes from the Lord and there's a few other ones, but the more I looked at it, I could see how there was pain in the midst of it, but they chose joy. Joy was that fruit of the spirit that had to be cultivated, that you had to press into God to actually unlock and enjoy it. They unlock that joy and then finally you can apply it in your life regardless of the circumstances because it depends on God and the Holy Spirit, not on me, not on what's around me, not on what I have or what I don't have. It's focused on God. And I thought that is exactly why the enemy was trying so hard to take away my happiness. He was trying, he searches like a, a lion prowling around, trying to take you away and devour you all these times over and over when I was reading it. I was just blown away. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Another verse. I mean, it's just over and over. My joy, by definition, is an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune. It's a state of happiness. State of happiness. It isn't happiness in itself. When we have joy, it affects us and it brings us to that state of happiness that we're looking for. There's so many times in our life where we are going to get the opportunity to try and find joy in the midst of a trial, in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of loss. We can't let that thing that's coming against us be greater than the God who is in us. Because the God who is in us has placed that joy there. And we have to say, God, in spite of what I'm facing, in spite of what I'm seeing, in spite of what I'm feeling, I ask you to be the person to give me joy. It may not be in the form of concert tickets. It may not be in the form of anything that you can tangibly see. But even Paul, when he was at his worst, in a cell, being tortured and just had every reason in his circumstances to have pity and feel bad and angry, decided to have joy. Something so simple as winning concert tickets in the middle of all this turmoil around me finally let me understand what it was that joy means. So regardless of what you're facing today, and it could be something so much greater, you could be having situations with your marriage, you could be having a spouse or a friend or a family member that's at the end of their life here and you are just clinging to any frigid of hope that you possibly can. But regardless of what it is that you're going through, financial, emotional, any kind of stress, I want you to know that you are being prayed for. I want you to know that there is a God out there who loves you so much that he's going to give you a glimpse of joy. The key is we have to ask him. 
We have to actually invite him into our circumstances, invite him into our lives and ask him to help us find the joy. We know it's there, but we're constantly learning, right? We don't know all the answers. We don't know how to navigate this life. That's why he gives us the Holy Spirit as a guide. So let's ask them, help me get through this, God. Give me a sense of joy in the midst of this. Even if it's winning, you know, it doesn't have to be winning, but getting something for free. I had someone buy my my drink the other day. I was in line at this drive-thru and I got up there and they're like, oh, it's taken care of from the car in front of you. Oh my gosh. It just made me so happy to have someone think of me. Even if it's not something tangible that you receive, you are being thought of. If you are in the middle of persecution yourself, I want you to know that you are being thought of and that there is some sliver of joy around you. We just have to open our eyes. We have to tune into God. We have to unlock it so we can see exactly what it is he wants us to see and to experience what he prays we get to experience. Joy is a gift. It's something he wants us to have. So we just need to find a way to tune into it. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for all the people that are listening to this, to the sound of my voice or or seeing me online, Lord. I thank you for your words and your gift and your truth. I thank you for your amazing ability to show me who you are and how you work in the midst of my circumstances. Lord, I thank you for the gift of joy. It's so often that we overlook simple little blessings or we don't even ask because we think, I'm not going to have this. But you tell us you have not because you ask not. So if there's anyone out there who is struggling, Lord, I ask you just to let them place their trust into you long enough that they can ask you what it is that they need so that you can turn around and bless them however it is you choose to bless them with the hands around them, with the the song on the radio, with something to give that reassurance in your word. And Lord, I just thank you for all the amazing opportunities that you give us, some that we completely ignore and pass over, and the others that you just smack us down to show us who you are and how good you are. Lord, we thank you for all you do, for all you yet to do, and it's in your mighty and precious son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, thank you for meeting with me today. And until we meet again, know that you are being thought of and that you are being prayed for. Have a blessed day.